And we finally eliminated Obamacare's individual mandate that was forcing Americans to buy insurance that they couldn't afford and that they didn't want. But we're not done yet. Are you guys tired of waiting yet? <laughs> so join us as we continue this very important fight. We'll be fighting with you every day to drain the and keep you apprised of the major policy initiatives that your congressmen and your senators need to support to take our country back. Let's get the bus going in the right direction, right? Because if we all keep fighting each other every day, each and every day, we will make America great again. We are well on our way, so let's keep it going. And it is my distinct pleasure to introduce the moderator of this fantastic panel. I've been spending time with them backstage. You're really going to love it for this truly important discussion. Because all of us in the room care deeply about this country, about families, about jobs, about the economy. Tax cuts are so crucial. And our moderator today is Senior Policy Advisor with America First Policies. He's an extraordinarily talented man, Curtis Ellis. Thank you. 
Chris, and, and great to be here with my colleagues. Uh, we needed it badly because under the previous eight years, what had happened? You had flat economic growth, 1.52% growth. Uh, wages, not just flat, but actually declining when you include inflation in, in the mix. And, uh, you know, people couldn't get ahead. And so we said when Donald Trump was running for office and when he got elected and we kept the majorities, we're going to actually fix this thing. We're going to give people the ability to keep more of their hard-earned money. We're going to help businesses to be able to invest here. We're also going to help on the regulation side, which we'll talk about later. And that combination has been unbelievable. I mean, i got to tell you, I know that sometimes uh, folks on the other side say that this was all about tax cuts for big companies and wealthy individuals. That's just not true. I'm going all over the state of Ohio. I've been to over 20 businesses. We've had over a dozen roundtable discussions with small businesses. This thing is working. People are seeing higher wages. They're seeing bonuses. They're seeing higher 401ks. They're seeing better health care. They're seeing investments in them, in their training, in their plant and equipment, so they can be more productive and efficient. I mean, it's really exciting what's going on, and the numbers are coming in. I mean, we just had another report from the Congressional Budget Office this week saying, they're estimating now another $4 trillion is going to come to our economic growth, GDP, over the next 10 years compared to what they just estimated just before the tax cuts. Think about that. So, yeah, it's going to generate more economic activity, more revenue, but the good way, through growth. Mm -hmm. And every family in Ohio is affected by this. 90% of people who are working in Ohio got a paycheck that said, the same thing. That was kind of nice, wasn't it? Yeah. We like that. Yeah. $2,000 bucks on average for, for you know, a family in Ohio, median income, $2,000 on average. And if you're working paycheck to paycheck, have a tough time making ends meet, this is real. And then the real exciting part on the business side, literally over $300 billion came into our country from overseas just in the first three months after this tax bill was passed. You may not read about that, but hear about it. That's true. That's invested in America. That's compared to last year, only $38 billion coming in at the same time. Think of that, $300 billion versus $38 billion. That tells a lot of the story here, and uh, we're really excited about it. I'm going to leave now. I'm going to turn it over to Senator Portman. <laughs> well, we have, as you said, uh, hundreds of companies around the country, millions of Americans have seen pay raises, bonuses, lower utility rates uh, as a result of this tax cut. What have we seen in Ohio, in Cincinnati, in the second district, the first district, around the state? Uh, Tell us. I, I could probably give you an example of that. Uh, Speaker Paul Ryan happened to come to Cincinnati about a month ago, and we went to a, Kr a Kroger facility up in Sharonville. We met with a lot of the employees there at Kroger, and they indicated that uh, they're splitting the money up uh, that they get in many ways with their employees. Their education accounts are going up. Uh, their retiring accounts, the contribution from the company for their retirement accounts are going up. Uh, also, people got higher wages as well. Um, there have been some left-wing organizations running ads here, you've probably seen them, uh, saying that the tax cut went to the 1%. Mm -hmm. The tax cut went to virtually everybody, about 85-90% of Americans are pay paying less taxes as a result of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act than they were previously. So it's very important. I also happen to be the chairman of the House Small Business Committee. We got a lot of small businesses all across the greater Cincinnati area, and they're benefiting particularly as are their employees. About 70% of the new jobs in America are created by small businesses. They're the backbone of the American economy. So 
middle class folks, small business folks are benefiting. Yes, some of the corporations also get some benefit and their employees are sharing it. There were bonuses and all kinds of things. So cutting America's taxes, right thing to do. For everybody. For everybody. everybody. And, and you know, that, thanks Steve. <laughs> we haven't changed our tax code since 1986 and the world has changed and so many things have changed. This has been a great driver. I was just talking last night to a guy who sports apparel business, and he was saying that his average pay for his employees now has gone from about $12 an hour up to about 16 16 Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's a huge difference, right? Sure. So it has this effect across the board, small businesses, large businesses. We've seen the bonuses. We've seen all these things happen. And also, I represent out into the farmland, and they're not upset with it either because there's a lot of advantages to their businesses now and uh, they see opportunities to grow. So, it, like I said, it was long overdue. It's, it's here now and people are taking advantage of it and it's very multifaceted as far as the benefits. I would agree. Look, I've, uh, I've traveled this state now. There are over 40 companies I've met with that have given tax cuts, whether it's Smuckers giving money back to their, their employees and bonuses. This is, and, and it's funny, even traveling around, when I, when I go to a hotel and, and the bellman says thank you, for that for those dollars that I got or I was at a fast food restaurant the other day and said I want to really thank you for that extra money I got my paycheck those aren't crumbs $200 a month or $150 a month that's a car payment that's uh, putting more money aside for uh, college education a lot of good things that are happening because people have a little bit more money in their pocket and by the way who better to spend it than them and giving it to the federal government and spend it this is a great opportunity <laughs> For example, the wage has gone from $12 an hour to $16 an hour. Now, a lot of our, our liberal friends have been campaigning for years talking about raising the minimum wage to $15 and pass a law, mandate what everybody has to pay. Well, this tax cut, President Trump and the Republican Congress managed to accomplish that without passing a law telling everybody what they have to do. Wages have now gone up, so they can stop complaining. They should be thanking us, right? Everybody should. Great. <laughs> we now have a higher minimum wage that's gone up. And which for some new information out on wages is pretty exciting because it says that for the first time, really in a decade and a half, we're seeing wages going up right. relative to you know the cost of everything, and particularly healthcare. And uh, there's a new number just came out and said that this is the highest wage growth a couple months ago and up to you know, the, in the second quarter that we've had in nine years in this country. That's nice to see, you know. So we're actually seeing increases in wages, but it's not just wages because people are seeing, as Steve said, Brad said, uh, higher 401k, mm -hmm. um, better healthcare benefits. You, you mentioned Kroger, that's one thing Kroger's doing, put more money in the 401k. I've seen that all over the state. So it may not show up exactly in wages, but people are having higher take home pay in essence because their expenses are down a little bit because there's, you know, there's a better economy out there. So it's, it's very positive. Yeah. And you were saying as, uh, about putting more money in people's pockets. So let's talk about the standard deduction. Uh, what was the law concerning the standard deduction for couples and families? What, how, how was it under the old law, and how has that changed under the tax cut? Now, Mr. Renacci, you were on the Ways and Means Committee. You helped write this law, so I'm going to throw that question to you first. Well, not only that, I'm a CPA, so I had actually people oh. come into my office with those boxes of paper, and here's what really happens. People think they have a standard deduction, but they don't have enough expense to get past that minimum. 
a minimum was $12,000 per, per family. We've doubled that now. So before, even though people thought they were getting a deduction, 70% of Americans did not, were not able to use a deduction because they didn't meet the standard deduction. Mm -hmm. Today, now that we've doubled it, 90%, 94%, actually between 90 and 94% will not use the standard deduction. You talk about simplification, I was one of those guys that in my firm would watch people come in with boxes of paper and say, I don't know what I got here, but here's a whole bunch of bills. We've simplified it for Americans too. That's what was part of this tax bill. Let's not only cut taxes, let's simplify it. We were able to do that because now there'll be less people having to bring those boxes into a CPA firm and say, do I, can I take the standard deduction or do I need my actual expenses? You're getting hate mail from H&R Block. <laughs> <laughs> They're still busy. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how this tax cut was designed to boost the economy. So we hear, uh, I guess putting more money in people's pockets, doubling the standard deduction, that's money that people are gonna spend. We don't need a government stimulus program spending a trillion dollars on shovel-ready projects. You all get to decide how you want to spend the money, and that will stimulate the economy. But what are some of the other uh, factors that have been built in, such as uh, expensing? Yeah, there, there's so many things to talk about in this one thing. Let me just focus on one, then I'll let my colleagues take the other part. And that's allowing, again, small businesses or other people to take equipment that they purchase, and they can take it right off their taxes in that year. So if somebody goes out and has to buy a refrigeration unit or something like that, maybe it's $100,000, they don't have to depreciate it over time. They can take it all off in the first year. So that really helps them. And, and I've had, I've had uh, employers say that they hired new people because they got that equipment in. That's why we're seeing uh, the, the uh, unemployment rate come down below 4% at, at this point in time, which is, which is great. So being able to expense stuff in the first year uh, is, is absolutely critical. Yeah. And I, and I would also add, I'm going to go back to simplification, because not only was a business guy, but a CPA. If you have to keep records on all those uh, and, and do depreciation records, a lot of people forget that. you got to write that equipment off over five years or ten years. We've now simplified it even more now. Now you get the expense, you get the tax write-off, and you simplify the tax code, which again is a big, big issue. Look, I, I was part of that. I, in 1986, I saw that original tax code as a young kid. We haven't changed anything until now, and we've now changed it to the better, and we've definitely simplified it as well. You know, I didn't have a real appreciation of this, just how, just how twisted the old tax code was until I started doing these panels. I mean, think about it. You're a business, and you earned enough money that you could afford to buy that $100,000 refrigeration unit. So you've got to pay taxes on that $100,000, all that money you earned under the old code. And even if you went out and bought new equipment, so you've now spent $100,000, but you still have to pay full taxes on that $100,000. So what are you going to do? You're not going to buy the equipment, but you've got to pay the tax man instead. But under the new deal, you can actually go out and start investing in your business, hiring people, and you're not going to get dinged by the tax man saying, well, you made so much money, you better pay me. Versus true. And one thing that we haven't talked about yet today, I know this is a nonpartisan setting, and, and uh -oh, uh, here, here we are in talking policy, which is good. But we have to realize that something like bonus depreciation, which is what Jim was talking about, where you can get 100% write-off, which for the small business people out there in the audience, you love that, right? I mean, you want that write-off. But under our crazy rules, the budget rules in the Congress, we had to make that temporary. So it actually expires. So that if there's a change in administration or a change in the Congress, think about this, there doesn't have to be a vote. It's just that they decide they're not going to extend it. 
Uh -huh. So this is why a lot of us are saying it's important to think about the future as well. We don't want these taxes to go up again. We don't want businesses to say, you know what, I'm not going to make that investment, take right. that risk, hire these people. So it, it really matters who's there in terms of the administration of Congress. That's all I'm saying. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a policy issue. Absolutely. And uh, a lot of these individual tax cuts, you know, they do expire. So you got to be sure that you don't have people in office who are just going to say, well, we'll let them expire. Because what is that? That's a tax increase. Yeah. We have another member of the Ways and Means Committee here. Mr. Thank you. And going back to the, the point with the uh, writing off the equipment in the first year, that's been a huge boost to our farmers. And I don't know when the last time many people here actually spent time out on the farm with some of our farmers, the equipment that they use today is highly sophisticated. That's why they're able to maximize their crops and, and produce more. And this is a big deal for them, make a huge difference uh, for them for sure. You know, when we talk about small businesses and whatnot, uh, something we did in previous, I've done a few stops here with the vice president in a few different places, away from this report too. Uh, I'm gonna ask everybody, in the audience now. How many of you own a small business? You could raise your hand. Keep your hands up now. How many of you know somebody who works for a small business? And, okay. How many of you shop at a small business, went to a dry cleaner, a grocery store, a deli? Also, when we talk about small businesses, we're talking about just about everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not the 1% that we're talking about. Because we always talk about, you know, these tax cuts are for everybody, and that, that's, and also, the tax cut helps families to pay for childcare as well. How does that work? Yeah, double the childcare credit, so twice as much. I mean, it's, which is gonna be a real boon to a lot of parents who obviously have to work and take care of their kids at the same time. So and that can be, you know, it can be the difference between when you have a job, and depending on how much child care you're paying, how much you're actually able to bring home isn't even worth working. So that's something that has to be considered. This will help working parents a great deal. There was a huge effort in this whole process to address as many issues that people have that might prevent them from seeking greater opportunity, expanding their business, and go forward. And that's just one more example. Yeah. Uh, we talk about that, a huge effort to make sure that it addresses a lot of aspects. We've heard in the media, you kind of get sometimes, not sometimes get the idea, because I've heard it somewhere, that this tax cut was just rushed through. It was like six weeks, it came out of nowhere, and then it was like hatched, fully formed in six weeks. Uh, is that really the case? You, you all were involved in that. Yeah, I mean, as a lot of people in this audience know, I've been talking about this as Steve and, and, and Brad and others, uh, Jim, for many, many, many years, uh, over a dozen years, just talking about how to change business eyes. We just, you asked earlier about this effect of this tax code on workers and on businesses. I mean, we had the highest business rate in the entire world. When Ronald Reagan put it in place, by the way, it was below the average, and every other country in the world said, aha, we're gonna steal American jobs and investment, and they took their rates down. So I've been talking about this for, for a dozen years. So it wasn't new, it was something that, frankly, President Obama used to talk about sometimes, we could never get the Obama administration to work with us on it. And so you had a new administration coming in with a fresh look at it, a lot of business people involved <coughs> on the administration side saying, yeah, let's fix this. I talked about the $300 billion that's come back just in the first quarter. That's when it's invested in America. And now we have a situation where for the companies here in greater Cincinnati, whether it's General Electric, whether it's Procter, I see Kroger's here, other companies, 
it's in their interest to invest in America now rather than invest overseas. It's a huge difference. And that, over the long haul, may be the biggest difference of all for our overall economy, is that now America is the best place to do business. And uh, so I, I think, for those who say it's rushed through, I mean, you know, we've been working this a long time. We just didn't have the cooperation with the other side of the aisle to get it done. Now we have gotten it done to the point that I think we're going to see continued investment and continued economic growth just because of these tax cuts. And tax well, cuts. I, would, I was going to say, I would also add that I've been on Ways and Means for six years. Six years ago, Chairman Camp, we started dissecting the tax code. We had multiple hearings, multiple Republican and Democrat settings. We talked about every line item on the tax code. That was six years ago. So it's not like it just started six months ago. We actually revised it. That was HR1. So anybody who wants to go back, they're going to see Republicans and Democrats on the Ways and Means Committee ripped this thing apart and looked at all kinds of ideas. But we didn't have the cooperation, as Senator Portman said, from the administration. So we kept looking at looking at Now we knew we had cooperation. We'd already done our homework. That's when we put the bill together on the Ways and Means Committee. So we've seen this as a well-crafted bill. Took a lot of time. We're seeing the great results of it already. And as you said, going forward real quick here each one of you what do you expect to see going forward one word continued growth mr Winsford. and we are going to continue to tweak it and if there's any technical changes that need to be made we're gonna we're gonna do that we're also going to uh, do everything we can to encourage people to invest in their future and in their retirements as, as part of the process and mr shabbat i would say you ought to keep your money you earned it and don't let the bureaucrats up in Washington have it. Hey! Well, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a great pleasure. I'm going to ask everybody, let's give the panel a big round of applause.